got questions. We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I have spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create hot and healthy sexual and intimate relationships. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. I'm sorry, guys. I know I said we were going to be at V this week, but my guest for V became ill. So today the letter is W, and W is for wanker. Joining me today to talk about, about all the wankers, Zane Harati. Harati. Zane is a hypnotist psychotherapist specializing in GSRD, which is Gender, Sex, Sexuality, Relationship, Diversity, based in Oxford at www.zaynanet. Welcome to the show, Zaina. Hello. Great to be back. <laughs> it should be so much fun. So, and, and so um, we're doing this show about wankers. And, and, and the reason is because so many people have asked me to tell some of these st- stories. Um, um, and more seriously, a little bit later, to talk about, about what it's like to be on the other end of all of this. We're going to talk about, about types of wankers on the show. The first one of them is dating app wankers. The second wankers who have approached therapists, coaches, professionals via phone, video, and on, and on every social media and the things that they like to say, say and do. And then a specific type of wanker that most women are from familiar with. Wankers who send pictures of their, of their penis or who use them as an avatar. Now, you will know that you can call in this show because it is live and you can also write in, in email um, at lauribeth at drlauribethbisbee.com. Please feel free to write in with your experiences, comments, or if you need to, explanations. Because <laughs> I'm sure some people will have some of those. <laughs> start with um, let's start with dating apps. So I, I think I said on the, on the show not too long ago that I have not really used dating apps in the past, and I've only recently, in the past few months been using uh, dating apps. And, oh, what a um, treat. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. Uh, I think one of the things that surprised me so much is, 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 and I don't know why, it probably shouldn't have, is how little people pay attention <laughs> to mm-hmm. what you actually, actually say you're, you're looking for, and, and how in some of these folks are. <laughs> so um, I thought I would give a couple of examples. Uh, I should say that, that like thirds of the people who respond to me on the dating apps introduce themselves by saying, hello, hello. Yeah. Or, hello, my name is, is when their name actually in the title of their profile. You're lucky if you get a hello. Sometimes it's just hi. Or on Facebook Messenger, it's the, the yellow wavy hand. Oh, yeah. No, I get that a lot, a lot, the yellow wavy hand. I'm like, like and I'm supposed to what with this? This. Um, so my profile is very clear that I'm married, I'm polyamorous, and I'm, lo- I'm looking for specific things, and um, only, those, only those specific things. Um, and when I put the profile up, up originally, I just had a few pictures of me, as you would. It's my profile. 
The audio is being strange. I'm going to make an announcement. Let's see if we can get this to be better. Okay. Um, so I did what you what you would think is it's pictures of me and describe me and what I wanted. Um, and within the first couple of weeks, I had um, three marriage proposals. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, duh. I mean, just because I said, ah, uh, yeah, I am married, that, right. Um, uh, in the last day, in the last 24 hours, I had somebody who wrote to me and all they said was, be mine. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but then quite possibly my favorite um, is this one. Dear Lori Beth, I am a bi-submissive man, and I would love to please your hubby. My husband's not part of my profile. My husband's not looking for anything. And that's how this person's approached me. I, I don't know. What do you think this is about? I mean, do you think people just have learned to just try their hand because maybe somebody would just say yes? I, I, think, it's the, I think it's the numbers game. I think online, when you're, when you're using these dating apps, if you think they're, they're completely new ways of communicating with people. You know, mm -hmm. when we were younger, at least we had the opportunity to go out and actually meet people. Right. But now, it's unusual to find somebody of the younger generation that isn't on one of these apps. And what happens, if they're kind of a dating kind of hobbyist, they will play the numbers game. They will send out the good old cut and paste message that we all get. You know, you, you then end up going on lots and lots of first dates and you have no idea actually who you want to date. You just think, if I send a message to 100 people, then one person might bite. Right. And, and to me, that falls in the wanker category as far as I'm concerned. It, I mean, because it's a waste of my time. It drives me crazy. I mean, if I'm and, 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 I, and I recognize that my attitude is different. And it is probably because I come from a time when we actually, you know, made the effort to go and meet people. Yeah. And, and actually the first sort of bulletin boards and ways of meeting people online required you to give information and exchange information because there was no, no visual. No. They were all absolutely written. So that was the only way you could describe yourself was by typing into this thing. I mean, I, people out there who used Prodigy or CompuServe or AOL in order to try to meet people, you know, all we had was typing and any of the BBSs and the alt BBSs were all typing. So because there were no images, people actually spent the time to at least exchange some information. It might not have been true, but at least they were exchanging information. But now they see a picture and they swipe and Make no effort whatsoever. Totally. And, you know, although Tinder, kind of the most famous, I suppose, of dating apps and, and has only actually been around since 2012, they limit your swipes to 100 a day. But if you, you know, but you can pay to get more. So, <laughs> you know, would you, would you, and I've done this. Yeah, I've, I've done this. I've done like live versions of Tinder swiping in clubs with mates where you are stood in a club and you look at each other and you go left or right and you swipe with your hand. And so it, you know, it has entered, it's entered the lifestyle of so many people that if you say to somebody swipe right, most people will have an idea of exactly what you mean. 
God, that's so funny. So we're um, a few minutes from break. Um, when, we gonna, when we come back, we're going to move on to the um, second type of wanker. Um, and these are the folks who, who approach therapists helping professionals, but also um, approach probably, you know, also approach sex workers who are advertising um, and or just where it's known that they're sex workers on social media, counselors, nurses, um, I wonder about psych- female psychiatrists, but certainly, you know, certainly psychologists, therapists, sex therapists, and sexologists. And we'll talk about the ways in which we get approached and what people say and do and some of our greatest hits and funniest stories um, when we come back after a word from our sponsors. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives. But most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Are you fed up with reaching outside yourself for an inner solution? The next diet, the next few pounds to lose, the next drink, the next shopping spree. Tune in to Already Enough with host Kelly Backert. You'll hear tips about how to stop endless searching for an outward solution to an inner condition. Get helpful tools about food, body, self-care, stress management, mental health, and how to live your best life. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and I am joined today by the amazing Zaina Ratti, and we are talking W is for wankers, and this is part two. So before the break, I said that the next thing we were going to talk about was the, the ways in which wankers like to approach therapists um, in general and on social media and, and helping professionals. Um, so I think probably my favorite one is that I, I often do a breakthrough session, a 30-minute free breakthrough session, which is done on Zoom on video. And I had a man call in once who um, told me that his problem was that he couldn't stop masturbating. And remember, we're on video. And, um, you know, when somebody calls in with a problem like that, you take it seriously because you're kind of, ob- you're obliged to. This, people do have problems where they do things compulsively. And compulsive masturbation is definitely a thing. So I was taking it seriously, but... Um, I noticed that he, in fact, had his dick out and he was wanking, which is wholly unacceptable, right? So I um, spent a couple of minutes sort of getting information about the therapies he'd tried and, and noticed. And I said, look, I can help, but you can't be wanking while we're having the session. And he was like, well, I can't stop. And I was like, it's just not acceptable. So I said, you need to put it away. And he's like, well, how do you know? <laughs> how do you know my dick is out I'm like because we're on video <laughs> I can see you please put it away so clearly you know he didn't so I just ended the call um, but that was that's probably one of my favorite ones I get um, one or two phone calls a week from people who um, want to talk about their fetishes and wank yeah you know. yeah. And the thing is, you become kind of honed to noticing them as well. Yeah. So I run, I have to run a helpline and we have regular people who will ring in and go, is it OK if I wank? And every time you have to go, no, actually, it's not. Um, and you can, you, you know, you can only suppose that these people are ringing different helplines on different nights because we aren't open all the time. Um, <laughs> but I, I had one where I kept getting a phone call from an unknown number. And in the end, I thought, I'd Googled it, nothing came up. So I texted it and said, hi, you know, I keep getting a missed call. Um, You know, what would you like? And um, this person kind of said, well, I don't want to say it over text. I'm like, oh, okay. So I rung and I said, you know, you have five minutes of my time because I thought this is, I just got a, I've got a feeling in my waters, as they say. Mm-hmm. And, and they said, oh, um, I wonder if you could hypnotize me. Um, I want an erection under hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And I went, I think I know this guy. <laughs> I'm not joking. Really? Somebody, somebody called me wanting to be hypnotized to have an erection and have the therapist be in control, as he kept saying. And I don't. Oh, I didn't let him get that far because I was like, A, no, B, no, C, fuck no. Um, <laughs> please go 
and find somebody else. I'm a therapist. And I, I get that. I get that a lot where you have to go. I'm a therapist. Yes. Okay. I work in this area, but I'm a therapist. Well, I have to say I talk. We talk and I listen. I ask questions and I listen. It's talking therapy. <laughs> no, I'm not going to show you anything. No, you're not going to touch me. No, I'm not going to touch you. No, I'm not getting naked. And I get those phone calls. And I remember being at a, at a, at a, at a really good friend's house in, in the U.S., one of my BFFs. And I got and the phone rang and um, I answered and and this guy started to talk and I said, well, uh, you need to make an appointment. I really don't have time to talk right now, but so you need to make an appointment. Uh, this is what it's going to cost, um, and I'm going to need you to you know pay me that at the beginning of the call. Yeah. And um, you know, would you like an appointment? And I started to give him time. She said, can he call me back to make the appointment? I said, that was fine. And I hung up the phone and she said to me, do you think you're a little rough on him? You know, he, he might've been real. And I said, he absolutely wasn't. Mm. And she said, how do you know? And I said, I guarantee you, he will not call back. I but guarantee you. That comes with experience though. I said, just I said, kind the tone of, of his voice and the, the tone of his voice and the breathing, he was already wanking, right? So I, I mean, I knew <laughs> and I'm like, He's already playing with himself. And she's like, what are you serious? I said, yeah, he was already having trouble breathing. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God. So, yeah, there's that. And and um, I always think that people are, uh, they think they're going to shock us. Yeah. Which is a bad assumption. Because as a rule, we've heard a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. we're not shocked by that. We're annoyed mildly we might be amused <laughs> we don't hang irritated. around for long yeah irritated <laughs> and we're not hanging around for long so you know I, it's 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 pretty much a losing proposition but every week i get a couple of those calls it does not stop people trying nope does not and particularly around because i do hypnosis as well as psychotherapy yeah. i get people who who want erotic hypnosis and again that's something which i do not do um but it doesn't stop people kind of asking for it yeah and i mean that at, at least i can kind of understand that because it's a it's a it's a thing right yeah. like so i can kind of understand why they might think well maybe you'll do this it's weird but i kind of get it but but i don't I don't get the the kind of just ringing the ringing up out of the blue and saying mm. you hypnotize me to, to to be in charge. What the the guy who want the, there was one guy who really wanted you know he's like I need somebody to take take control of me take control. He kept saying that to me like the first five minutes. I was thinking, did you read my profile at all? Like, did you read what I've got up on my website? Yeah. If you read that, you never would have come to me with that it's just sort of a silly thing to come to me with oh, i don't know have you seen how much dom's charge we're cheaper <laughs> <laughs> that's true um now i'm not so sure i am but <laughs> depends on what i'm doing um so there's that but then this is a, this is a thing that i really find interesting so linkedin is supposed to be for professionals talking mostly to professionals Yes, I, I mean, that's what it's supposed to be. But I get more inappropriate um, wanker-like comments and questions and approaches on LinkedIn than any other 
social media. And what I find so interesting about that is I get some on Instagram, which you might expect because you're seeing like loads of pictures on Instagram. Whereas on LinkedIn, you don't see that many pictures of me. Do you know what I mean? So, but I get, I got like people who write me so that they can start a conversation with me, start out with you're really sexy. What's that got to do with you? Right. I mean, so I'll, I'll, I'll say, um, this is my business. Like, mm. I don't really care what you think. Whether, whether I'm like sexy or not has nothing to do with my ability to do my job. Right. So I'm really sexy. Oh, I want to meet you. Uh, no. <laughs> I get a lot of people who think that because I talk about sex, that must mean that as a therapist, yeah. I have sex with people. Yeah. Or as a coach, I have sex with people. It's like, no, no. Um, And on Twitter, I get dick pictures. Regularly. I'm like, what the fuck? Is that that people sliding into your DMs, is it? Which which I had to actually explain to somebody yesterday. (laughs) It's like, um, no, I don't want to see a picture of your dick. Chances are, I don't even want to see a picture of your face. <laughs> that may also be so. But I find it fascinating because it, it's sort of like, again, I think it's a numbers game. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's a numbers game. And they think like if they do this enough, somebody will take it up. Like, yeah, there's one guy who's like, who seems, you know, his avatar is his dick. And he seems to think everybody should love it. And we come up with things like, oh, sorry, I have one already. <laughs> I don't need yours. I have one already. Yeah. I've got more than one. No, thank you. <laughs> you know, what or, to do with that? Or really, I wouldn't put a picture of that as mine. Yeah, no, I know. I know we get, we get scathing because, yeah. I mean. You, ha- you, you, you have so many of them that you become almost immune to it. And then what happens is you, you send some forked tongue remark and then uh, you then get abuse because of that rejection right oh there must be something wrong with you because you don't want to worship my cock well we love cocks let's not let's not beat about the bush yeah i've even named some right (laughs) yes one one of them actually i was looking through old blogs of mine and one of them i called norman um (laughs) and to be honest i can't even remember the person norman was attached to but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but do you remember Norman? <laughs> I remember it's Clive, Clive, Norman, and Peter. But <laughs> who, who, who they belong to, God only knows. But but you then get that there is obviously something wrong with you because you don't want to worship me, and that that's kind of about that resilience to be able to deal with rejection. You know, you you are putting this bit of you out there, and sometimes it's not a big bit. Let's face it, and then you. Somebody, you know, you then get a remark because we've had 50 cockpits that day and we frankly had a guts full of them. And then you start getting a bit narky about it. I know. I know. And, and I, I just, it's, it's like, guys, boundaries, boundaries, right? It Really. I mean, to be fair, we're only a couple of minutes from break, so I'll make this my last comment before we go. But, you know, I don't actually want to see someone's dick before I know them. No. I have no desire to see your, your parts. I, I don't want to see anybody's nude before I know them. 
Definitely. I have no interest. They do not look like a beautiful bunch of flowers, do they? Let's face it. So, uh, (laughs) Lord have mercy. Yeah. I I mean, really, I, I, I just... Definitely. I don't want to see somebody's bits before I know them. And even then, the dick pic without the rest of the body doesn't usually do much for me. Just saying. Or, or the, 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 the coming dick pic. Have you got those? Uh, yeah, occasionally. Yeah. Wipe it off your stomach, you dirty sod. Just. <laughs> I love it. So we will be back in a couple of minutes after word from our sponsors. We're going to continue to talk dick pics because, um, well, well, we get lots of them. Um, but I think we're going to talk, we'll talk a bit about what kind of an impact this has on people who maybe aren't so resilient as we are um, and the, the impact that it makes mm. on women who have experienced sexual violence, for example. When we come back in a couple of minutes. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you ready to live to 100? Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. 
posts so quickly, it's like finding the big, the big picture. The, the, the Chinese um, takeaway box full of dicks. It was actually a really great graphic. Cheryl, why can't I find it on here? Why isn't it showing? Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex. We are in part three of W is for Wankers. Before we went to break, we were talking about dick pics. Um, and, you know, we were, we're both pretty resilient folk, and we were talking about the fact that we were resilient folk. Um, but if you're not accustomed to dealing with stuff like this, uh, it can be really quite difficult to manage, I think. Definitely, definitely can be very, very intimidating. You know, we, th this kind of new technology is we're not taught how to do it. We're not, we're not taught how to react to it. We're just expected to know how to react to it. And, you know, yeah, if you, if you cannot reframe what you're getting sent, then it can be exceedingly difficult to deal with and you can find yourself really intimidated by it. This is really, you know, sending a picture of your cock to someone could be seen as a fairly aggressive act. If you did that in public, it would be illegal. That's right. If you if you if you expose yourself in public, it would be illegal, and it and it and it could be considered an assault. Yeah. And I know how much difficulty some people have um, with this, and that, you know, some people have difficulty just approaching sex at all. Yeah. And to have genitalia essentially shoved in their faces or in what they see to be their private space can be incredibly traumatic. So um, it isn't really, you know, for us, it's not, it's not a big deal. It's annoying. It can be funny, um, but it's not a big deal. It doesn't traumatize us. And that comes in part from what we do because we see a lot and we hear a lot yeah. in our practices. It also comes in part from who we are and how we are in the world. It's just, that's not a big deal. Um, but there are a lot of people out there that have a great deal of difficulty with it. And then there's the other part of this, and it's this, that, that this isn't um, a minor thing that happens once in a while. Mm -hmm. This is widespread. This is widespread. This, this is like tons of people do this regularly and don't seem to think about what they're actually doing and what the impact is and... And Where it's going, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you're, put, you're putting it out there and you actually don't know what happens when it reaches the other side. You don't know how somebody's going to react to that and you also don't know how somebody is going to use that. True. True. Which is a thing that I don't think any of them think about. Well, I think that's probably why they don't put their faces on it, isn't it? Mm. You wouldn't want to put your face to. But you, you would then, you know, you are lessening somebody being able to that ending up on your boss's desk or something right. of this is what somebody sent me because that could happen it, even though in cyberspace you know you can go by a different name you can change your location you can still find out stuff about people so um i got a comment um from one of the audience members who says 
that he says that what you should do when you um, get a dick pic is send one back. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. Just, yeah, Google images or, or actually, yeah. It Which I think is great. Yeah. And, jo- and just go, who's bigger? Or uh, mine's prettier. Or... It would really help if you put a bow around it. <laughs> no, and it's, and I mean, I think I need to be clear, just like you were, you were saying earlier. I mean, I have, you know, I love cocks, you know, so I have no issue with that. I just don't want some unidentified, unconnected, unsolicited unsolicited stranger you know so it's but but when you reject somebody when you tell them that if i mean most of the time i just don't bother to respond for me the easiest thing to do is just to ignore it because it's like okay well fuck this really yeah um but when you do respond you, you of course run the risk that somebody's going to be offended by your response and then you have to deal with the bullshit that they give you as a result mm. of being offended by your response as you were saying earlier which really is just not stuff I want to deal with. But I also have another issue, which is that um, a lot of folks who don't have boundaries don't seem to give a shit the age of the person that they actually send stuff to. Um, And so there are spaces where, you know, we do, as parents, you do your best to make sure that you, um, kids, make your your spaces kids safe. But as soon as kids have access to um, social media, yeah. As soon as they have an account that's there, they're out there, and then they also receive things like this. Yeah, totally. And that's incredibly traumatic. And it's something I think as parents we need to talk to our children about. You know, let's not pretend that our children are not on the internet right. Googling, yeah? Right. Because they are when, you know, the first time you got your hands on an encyclopedia Britannica, you looked up the rude stuff, right? Everybody is exactly the same. And, and so if we have these conversations with our children and go, look, that this, the internet is a wonderful place, but it's also a really dangerous place. And you will see things that maybe as a parent, you wouldn't want your kids to see. And also, I think kids kids need to be really, and I know that schools do classes in this and stuff. And I've always found, though, that the classes that they do, not that not child unfriendly is not the word I want. The classes that they do are out of touch with what the kids are doing, mm. right? So, you know, they'll, they'll teach parents how to do things that the kids actually already know how to work around. Um, and so rather than trying to keep my child from seeing stuff, I'd rather be saying, this is what you might see. These are the places you might go. This is what you might experience. This is what's dangerous. Here's why you shouldn't have your information. And I I mean, I'll be honest about this. I didn't allow my son to have any social media whatsoever until he was already 15. Yeah. Yeah. 15 is a good age. It's when they begin to feel that everybody, the everybody else is on it and but they are getting old enough to have really frank conversations about, you know, you will get people who will message you out of the blue and you will get the yellow smiley hand and, or the high. 
and how to deal with that. Yep. Yep. Definitely. And, and I mean, I, I, I felt really strongly about that. I mean, thankfully I didn't have a lot of pushback on that, but I was really clear. Um, it's too easy for people to locate you. People don't realize how easy it is to be located. They don't realize um, how much information that they can actually end up giving away. Absolutely. It's, it's so meaning to easy even if it's the background or if you're putting up you're in your school uniform and you're putting up pictures of your jumper with your logo on it you know it's it's easy to find people yeah that always makes me a bit anxious um and so one of the things that like on this on this you know dick pics and dick avatars which to me is even worse right it's bad enough that somebody sends you a dm with a picture of their dick and oh, I should be clear, I get pussy pictures too sometimes. Uh, you know, I would say I don't get enough of them. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like un, unattached pussy pictures any more than I like unattached yeah, please, Faces first, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to see it if I don't know who you are and if I don't know you. Um, so I don't like them any more than I like the dick pictures. But I do think it's important to like be clear that that – People who have vulvas also yeah. sometimes do stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the, the avatar thing is another thing I don't get. I don't know how many of these you've seen outside of sites like, you know, like FetLife and, um, and, and some of the other fetish sites. And you see a lot more of that. And that's mm-hmm. kind of understandable because it's a fetish site. But on Twitter, I don't get it. On Instagram, I don't uh, get it. When, of course, if they catch you on Instagram, they'll mix it. You seem to be able to get away with it on Twitter forever in a day. But then Twitter is ever-evolving, and it moves so quickly. Right. And, and so it's about keeping up with it. And, and, you know, you can't get, for instance, I used to be a breastfeeding advisor. You, you can't get away with, what, with putting up pictures of breastfeeding on Facebook. No, I know. I know. In fact, there was a meme that I just How's shared. How's about that for a double stunt? Yeah, there was a meme I just shared on that. <laughs> you know, it's just like, whoa. Um, so we're a couple of minutes from break. Um, in the last segment, we're going to talk a bit more about um, some of the places where people's boundaries really go astray. Talk about best practice. Um, and also talk about ways of managing this and how to handle this. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes after some words from the sponsors. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Over 20 million people in America struggle with substance use. This impacts both the people who are using and loved ones who are trying to help. Still, there is hope. Tune in to the Beyond Addiction Show with host Josh Keen. You'll hear from experts and get the real information you need to understand and assist in change. Change can be hard. It doesn't have to be confusing. Tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Hey everyone. Now, more of Welcome the Welcome back to the ABC of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and I am with the amazing Zane Arachi. And this is the final segment of the show. We are doing W is for Wankers. Last segment, we were talking about dick pics, pussy pics. Um, and boundaries, um, and um, I had left off with the with the avatar issue. Um, and Zana had mentioned um, that people seem to get away with putting dick pics up, but not with breastfeeding images, which I find kind of fascinating. Um, but mm. I think for me, one of the most disturbing things that happened recently was that um, I play a game called Song Pop, which is a family game. Uh, you are trying to guess the music after the first, as quickly as you can after, after the song. You guess the song as quickly as you can. Um, and uh, I went for a random game, as I sometimes do, hit random opponent. And up on my screen came an avatar of a small, flaccid, ugly penis. And that was the whole avatar. And I have to admit that that time I was shocked, and I think it was because of the context of the situation, that I'm aware, because I've played against teenagers in this game, that, that you know, it, you know t- I've played against 12-year-olds, that this was clearly a grown man, and this was the avatar. So, of course, what I did immediately was report it. And it's funny because in the box it says, you know, what was what was offensive? What are you reporting that was offensive? And I said, the avatar is of a penis. That's what it says on the tin. Right. Don't have to explain anything else. I think if they saw the avatar, they would understand what it was that was offensive. Um, and I blocked, of course. And I'm sure I won't get any fee- feedback, but I'm sure they will remove this person from, from the game. But I was really kind of freaked out. Because whereas on social media, I think the assumption that people make most of the time, although we all know that teenagers and everybody, and even younger preteens are on social media, I think the assumption that that most adults make is that it's mostly adults, right? And so they don't really, sometimes it's just a matter of people having really poor boundaries or being really arrogant and having poor boundaries. They don't think about it. But in this situation, it's obvious that children are there. So what was this guy trying to do? 
yeah the the mind the mind boggles at somebody doing something like that in a domain where they know that young people are going to be present yeah and uh, it, are, are you trying are you don't are you trying to be funny or are you just an arsehole well yeah uh, i mean you know class a wanker as far as i'm concerned i mean that's um or even something more sinister yeah you know, are, you get, are you gaining sexual pleasure out of doing this and that's the other part of this which we haven't you know, we're, you know, we've made light of a lot of this um, because, again, we're resilient. But the people who call us up who are wanking on the phone are clearly gaining sexual pleasure from what they're doing, which yeah. is violating someone's consent. Because that's what all this is about, which yeah. is why I think they're class A assholes, because that's what it's about. All of this is non-consensual. All of this is about gaining pleasure out of running roughshod completely over somebody's boundaries and violating their consent and not even noticing that they have boundaries yeah that too and maybe if they don't notice that the person they're sending it to has boundaries they don't necessarily recognize that they kind of should have their own boundaries (laughs) that too and their own respect yeah that's probably something that doesn't get talked about very much But it is, it is, I also, when people gain their sexual pleasure in that way from violating other people's boundaries and from being completely non-consensual with total strangers, then that always concerns me as to how many other ways do they practice consent violations. Yeah. Just like the person that that rings the helpline on a regular basis, how many other helplines are they ringing? Are they going and doing this type of thing in public? Are they doing what? What else are they doing when they're not spending the three minutes on the phone to me while I'm going? No, you're not. Um, and it's and that's the issue, I guess. And and that's probably a systemic issue mm-hmm. of. Why do we think this is okay? And why do we think a lot of behavior like this is okay? Whether that is, whether that's ghosting, whether that's catfishing, whether it's breadcrumbing, whatever you are doing, what, who, why, and where did this become accepted behavior for anybody to do? Well, what is, I mean, where, so where do you think that comes from? That the whole idea, because it's, it's, to me, it's very clear that it, we're, that, that in those situations, people are completely divorced um, from any kind of sense of the other person. Mm. You know, there's no empathy. And, and maybe it's because technology has moved faster than human behavior can keep up with. Mm. I mean, to me, that's what, it, that's, for me, that's what stands out is that all of these things are things that people do anonymously because they can yeah and that when you give people the opportunity to be anonymous um their ethics changes yep let's not talk about the election but it's Um, but it's yeah absolutely if you can hide behind your your keyboard or your screen um you know and you're not even really paying attention to what you're doing you know if you are what is it double 
double screening, isn't it? Where you're looking at two screens at once. You're not consciously actually doing anything. So how can you process what you're doing and what you're doing and how that might react, how somebody else might react to it? You can't because you're not paying attention yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, And that distance really concerns me, the disconnect and the complete dis. Also, the complete disconnect between, you know, getting your own rocks off and anything else. You know, are are we are we in a place where, you know, you were talking about a game a minute ago that this kind of um, dating apps and online dating and all this sort of stuff is a game. It's gamified it. Mm -hmm. It's no longer as serious as it was because you can you can do something. You can send the cockpit and then you can send some abuse because you've had somebody like us go back ha 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 was it worth the pixels and then and you know you've then sent something abusive and then you disappeared into the ether again and you're possibly reacting in the same way to someone else yeah yeah no i don't know so we're and we're actually a few minutes from close it is an interesting topic um and 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 um, certainly, as always, if you've got feedback on it, you have comments or questions, you can write them in on Beth at drlauribethbisbee.com. That's spelled L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H um, at Dr. D-R-L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H-B-I-S-B-E-Y. Um, feel free to write in with comments or questions, and I will read them out the next time. Uh, also, if you've got an idea for a show or a guest, please do also write in. I would love to take your advice and check out more of the people that you want to hear from and the things that you want to hear about. Thank you again, Zaina, for joining me. It was wonderful and fun as always. <laughs> no problem at all. And do join me next week when X is for Zern. That's X-A-E-R-N. And I'll leave you till next week to find out what that is. If you are in the L.A. area, please reach out to me if you'd like a ticket to an exclusive invite-only event on the evening of the 7th of February, where we'll be talking about how to go from relationships that are bad, painful, or just unsuitable to conscious, incredible relationships. Have a fantastic week. I look forward to talking with you all next week. Enjoy. Enjoy.